Hello and welcome to Patient World. Today we have with us Jackie Gethner. Jackie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Let's get started by having you tell the audience all about yourself. So I am just turned 73 years old. I have been a massage therapist for 35 years. I have used those skills in a various in various environments, not to do the usual massage kinds of information, but to especially to empower people to take better care of their bodies. Um, because as we get older, and I'm sure a lot of people in your audience are probably starting to experience, uh, the body starts to change as we get older. And it takes people by surprise. I'm not quite sure why that happens, but it does. And people generally have waited to take time till they retire to start looking at their health and taking care of their body. So that is what I do. I do it through a lot of presentations and through teaching people new skills. It's not about changing your whole life. It's what are you doing now that you can just tweak a little bit to make it work better for you as you get through uh, your increasing years. Okay, great. So what do you want to share with the audience today? So for the last 10 years, I've been teaching an arthritis exercise class. Mm -hmm. And through the senior center here in Portland, Oregon, where I live. And I've got women in their 90s who have been coming to class for the whole 10 years wow. and work through COVID. So I am pretty proud of the fact that I have been able to encourage, and I'd like to encourage you to just do a few small things that might really make a big impact, though they seem really trivial. Um, they really spread out into our everyday life. Um, one of those things is such a basic concept. It's about breathing. And one of the things that I think we forget, um, especially as we live in this day when news takes our breath away, literally with all the things that are going on and our concerns get greater for not just our children or our grandchildren, but ourselves as well, is that um, breathing, been doing, been doing it for 73 years, but we need to remember to breathe. And part of that is when you're paying attention to something, you're in pain or you are um, concentrating, we tend to not breathe. So there are many schools of thoughts about breathing. I'm into make it simple. So it's just really kind of taking big breath in and slowly letting it out your mouth because if you breathe or exhale out of your mouth, you tend to empty your lungs more, which is certainly a, a better outcome for your body. So if I, one of the things I suggest to people and one of the things that I give at presentations is a sheet that says breathe all over it. Something you can make, you can do with your grandkids if you have grandkids, um, just do by yourself and just put breathe on it. Either it can be post-its. Put them where you spend time, like your computer, across from your TV, your bathroom mirror, by the kitchen sink. And that way, when you're there, as silly as it sounds, it's like, oh, yeah, breathe. 
and just feel, you can feel your shoulders drop. A lot of times when your hands and your feet are cold and you do some nice breathing for a while, all of a sudden everything kind of warms up and gets comfortable because what you're doing is you're allowing your blood to circulate more. And when you, when you breathe more, it brings the blood around your body uh, in a more complete way. And so, and I must say that I always talk about cold butts too, because a lot of times people are really complaining about cold butts. Usually it's from a partner they might have when they sleep at night. But when you take deep breaths, your body goes to all of your organs first. These, our feet, and sometimes our butt, are called our extremities. So by the time your breath gets out to your extremities, there's no oxygen left unless you're taking nice deep breaths. Think about when you come back from a walk, you might be panting a little bit. You're a little bit warmer. This is a really good example of things like that. So breathing is a, is a super reminder. And um, it's always really nice if you have someone you play cards with or act, you're in some other kind of group activity with, you have a little secret, you know, um, uh, sign. It's like breathing, you know, because you want to yell breathe. It's telling somebody to relax. And that's like the last thing that's then going to happen. But if you start getting into this pattern and generally any pattern will change in three weeks other than an addictive pattern, um, you'll find that you can sleep better. Again, when you're going to sleep at night, a lot of people go to sleep. Oh gosh, I can't, oh, ah, it, it, it. you know, if you were to just do some really slow, gentle breathing and move your hands down your chest to your stomach so that you're taking a deeper breath. So you're raising your hand off your chest or your stomach. It makes it a lot more easy for you to then maybe be able to fall asleep. So breathing is my number one tool in the universe. Something that we take for granted, but you're right. Deep breathing has a lot of therapeutic implications. I mean, even for your blood pressure, stress, it does a lot for you. So that's that's the point right. we'll take And we're also in the season where a lot of people have allergies. So it is harder for them to breathe. So I feel this is even important, more important to pay attention to. And whereas you might not be able to breathe in your nose and out your mouth, you certainly can take that kind of breath and people go, are you okay? <laughs> they just come on, breathe with me. And then it changes, you know, and it becomes this kind of this fun thing. One of the other things that I've noticed that's really important is that toilet seats have gotten a lot lower everywhere you go. And it's a lot harder for some of us to get up off the toilet. And that's a problem, especially when you're in a public place. And in your home, you can put um, a a throne on your chair, you can put handles on your walls that will help you get up, but bathrooms, you don't generally have that. So I really suggest to people is that you use one of these, and again, this is this is due to COVID, that this I use this as a precaution. They still make those lovely seat covers that are in that box behind you. You just take one of those, put it over that box that used to be held for sanitary napkins, and then use that to help push yourself up when you get out of a chair. That'll make a big difference. I have encountered two people in my experiences because I travel um, in bathrooms who've kind of 
really gotten stuck in the bathroom and have needed help being able to just get up off the toilet. I know this is a really basic kind of activity, but it's really important that people feel safe wherever they are. So one of the things that I encourage people to do to practice this is to when you're at home, if you have a chair with arms on it, is to just push yourself up and sit down and push yourself up. This is a great commercial exercise. <laughs> Instead of going to the kitchen, <laughs> is to stand up and sit down. Even if you just do it three or four times, you don't have to do it the whole length of the commercial. That works really well. A lot of people seem to go to water exercise these days. One of the tools that I encourage people to have around their house is one of these um, noodles. And the reason that I do that is because it gives you a focus for some of the other kinds of activities you can do to increase your range of motion and to give you a little exercise. But this is more for your neck. So I have people in my class put a noodle behind their neck and just lean back because it's kind of soft. So you lean back and breathe. And, and do that a couple of times. You can lean to the side. Most people carry a lot of tension in their neck. So there's a big difference between this and this. And this might make this exercise easier to do. If you feel comfortable with this and try not to lean your head too far forward at the beginning, just put your hand on the side of your head and you'll feel a large stretch in your neck on this side. Again, breathe. And because you're doing this stretch and people try to do it right, you forget to breathe. So put that little post-it in front of you. Oh, yeah, breathe. And you'll find that you can lift. I mean, you can move your uh, neck a little bit further. However, don't jerk it back up. Um, that will have a negative consequence. So when you're over like this, slowly bring it up to an upright position. Nothing has to be done in a hurry. We're not 24 anymore. We can go over and make sure you do both sides. And you'll be surprised that one side is going to feel different than the other. But that's because we use our bodies differently depending on whether we're left or right-handed. Other kind of factors are involved. And you come up. Give that a try. See how that works. One of the other things is, is uh, you don't have to go and buy a bunch of exercise equipment. I know that's very fashionable these days. If you've ever been to physical therapy, you probably already have exercise bands. But one of the better things, if you don't have weights at home, um, is to use a can of soup. And I know a lot of people suggest that. But you can do so much with weights in your arms while you watch TV. I've noticed on the internet, especially on Facebook lately, they've had a lot of these yoga exercises for seniors. They're wonderful. You don't necessarily have to sign up and pay for those. Um, you can just be practical. Don't worry about you're not doing all the ones that are on that. Just do what feels right to you. You're really a creative being. You just need to learn how to be able to be creative for yourself.
and you might find out all kinds of information about yourself. Like it's easier to do this on this side than it is to do this on this side. And how different that feels when you go up like this. The other area that I really like to emphasize is your ankles. Your ankles are the most important joint in your body as far as I'm concerned, because if they don't stay flexible is when we see people start to fall. And falling is one of the biggest obstacles in getting older for folks. And so you know how when you pump your brakes so that you can um, stop your car carefully, well, even just sitting in your chair at home, again, while you're watching TV, a movie, whatever you do while you're reading, just move your, your ankles up and down, just lift them up and down, up and down. That increases the, the fluid in your ankles, which make it easier for you to walk. When you stand up, you can do the same thing by at your kitchen sink, putting your hands on your kitchen sink, edge, I can't think of the right word, I'm sorry about that. And just lifting up on your toes and then coming back down, go rolling back on your heels so that you're stabilized by holding onto your sink. It's just the edge of the sink really. And then pushing back up and back again, making use of that breathing part is really important. How's that sound? Oh, this is very important information. You hit, um a point that I've dealt with so very many times is the falls and the implications of falling as you grow older and you know the hip fractures putting people in nursing homes and just right. impacting the rest of their lives and so anything that can be done to minimize a person's risk of falling that is enormous I am at this point in life, you know, I'm in my 60s and I'm very cognizant of each step on the stairs and every place else because I've just seen so very many people who have fallen and taken care of them in the hospital and discharged them to their, their next level of care, whether it is um, rehab or home. And I've just seen the nightmares. And so the stability on one's feet that is huge, just being able to um, be conditioned and be safe in the home. That That is, is major, you know, safety in the home is a huge issue that even lands people back in the ER, I'm not safe in my home, I can't take care of myself. Sometimes they don't even need to be hospitalized, it's just they're afraid to be at home. So all of this is great information. I also feel like, that I think this is more of our parents' generation. I think we've changed as we've gotten older, but a lot of people have a lot of small rugs at home and they speak about that being such a barrier or an impetus for the possibility of someone falling. So when you have an OT assessment after you've had a fall, they come to your house and they'll say, oh, get rid of this little rug, get rid of this little rug and get rid of some of these piles that you have around um, because we all have these projects we're gonna get to right? and we don't get to them. Um, but they're just extra possibilities for us to have a problem. Um, the other thing is I certainly am not gonna be willing to necessarily unless I really have to 
where one of those um, lanyards that have the button of, I can't get up. I totally get that. I so get that. And I talk with women about this a lot. But if you're not going to have one of those, you need to make sure that you carry your phone or that you have your phone by you. If you live in a big house, you need to, unless you have Alexa <laughs> or something similar, you need to be able to be able to get some help. As you're speaking about, one of the things that I've seen is people who have been on their floor for two days because they don't have anything close to them. They don't know how to navigate to be able to change, to be able to get to something, to get some help. And that is when we start seeing people have that downward journey that happens after those kinds of falls. So anything you can do to simplify your environment is going to help with that. Absolutely. Very practical tips. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience today? Um, I would just like to share with the, with your audience the fact that, yes, we're all getting older. Yes, it feels like we're our lives have become a lot more complicated for so many different reasons and COVID being one of them. Please don't let that keep you from coming back to your life. Um, one of the trainings that I offer now is how to get people back off of their screens and into interaction with each other because we need that more than anything else. Our skins are the largest organ of our body and we need to be touched. And I'm not talking about sexual touch. I'm not talking about any kind of touch in particular. We just need to have that contact with each other. And because of COVID, we've become much more hesitant, even with people we really care about. So my, my whole thing is about, I always ask permission. Would it be okay if I gave you a little sideways hug? I know you're still pretty worried about COVID. So can we do this? Or can we, you know, fist bump or... You know, what can we do that works for you that will allow you to feel touched? I think that's super important for all of us. Agreed. Well, thank you so very much for coming on the show and sharing this quite important information with the audience. How do you want people to reach you? Well, the main thing is to just Google my name. And it's spelled J-A-C-K-I-G-E-T-H-N-R, which you will see on the screen when we're done. Um, and even if you put an E after my name, which most people do, it'll still come up spelled the right way. But I do have a website. I do have a nonprofit for older women. It has a Facebook page. It's called Women of a Certain Age, Jackie Gethner Founder, because there's a lot of women of a certain age groups all over the country. Um, of just women that want to stay connected to each other. And um, please don't stop your learning. Keep learning about your body. It's more important than ever. Prevention is really important. And what I feel is that we get scared. We get scared as we get older because we don't discuss end of life issues. This is also very important. And it is also a big section of my website um, with forms and information and agencies and papers to look at that you can learn more about how to take better care of yourself as you get older and as we approach our final days. Okay. That sounds wonderful. Again, thank you so very much and you have a blessed day. 
Thank you for inviting me. Bye-bye.